Welcome back to the Surreality Podcast, where we're recapping celebrity shows from the very beginning. And hi, guys. <laughs> Hello. Um, I hope you've been enjoying the Rock of Love episodes I've been doing. Um, I do fully plan on getting back into surreal life next week. I'm going to be recording with a new guest, hopefully Sunday night. It sounds like that's going to work. And we're going to do the celebrity impersonator episode of season five, which I'm so excited for, but it does really seem like people have been enjoying the Rock of Love episodes I've been putting out, so if you're craving surreal life, don't worry, it's coming back. I know I have a tendency to bob around a bit, so just stay patient. Bear with me, please. And this week, we're going to go back to Hogan Knows Best. This is the finale of season one, so this should be a lot of fun here. I feel like Hogan Knows Best and Celebrity Rehab, for that matter, are kind of like my palate cleanser episodes, if you will. And I like doing them. I like mixing it up a bit. But yeah, more surreal life coming your way soon. And we are getting close to season six, which I cannot wait. I'm so fucking excited for season six. Andrea Lowell, who was on season six, said she would come on for an episode when I recap that. And she just announced she's pregnant. So congratulations to her. And she's got a lot of dirt on the cast members from season six. So gear up for that, guys. Let's see. So it's Monday today. Yesterday, I got to do my first in-person podcast episode. So I got to be a guest on the Life Was Peachy podcast, which is hosted by a guy named Andrew Sahak, and he's here in Minneapolis, where I live, and he invited me to be on his podcast, which was fucking awesome. We had such a great time, and it was truly an honor because (laughs) I've never done a podcast that's not reality TV related, so that was completely new for me. We also recorded in person, which is something I've never done. I have only done episodes virtually with people. So just being like in a studio with someone recording, it it just felt really cool. It was a very good vibe. We had a great time. I will totally post all about it whenever he gets that episode up. We recapped. I'm sorry, more so we reviewed, not recapped. Um, The first Evanescence album, Fallen, which I... I am an Evanescence fan. I always have been since I was 12 years old. I remember exactly where I was when I heard that album for the first time, so it was really fun to discuss that. And that podcast just kicks total ass. If you're a new metal fan, no, actually, even if you're not a new metal fan, if you like to make fun of new metal, you will love this podcast. Andrew has different guests on for every episode, and he lets the guest pick the band that they want to discuss, and then he starts from their very first album, and he goes chronologically. So they do the first album, and then whoever wants to do the next album from that band, then they go on. So he's starting from the beginning of, like, Slipknot, Godsmack, Limp Biscuit. He did a fucking episode on Vanilla Ice, Surreal Life alumni, two-time Surreal Life alumni, Surreal Life Season 2, and Surreal Life Fame Games alumni, Rob Van Winkle. He did an episode recapping his new metal album he did in, like, 1999, and that was a really great episode. So fully check it out. It's great. It's funny. It's educational. You will not regret it, and it's free. 
I know that that's a big one. It's free. So you can check Andrew out over at Life Was Peachy. And like I said, I will post about the episode I did with him yesterday whenever he posts it. Other than that, I really don't think I have too much for you guys. Of course, you guys saw I got to hang out with Justine in person for the first time, and it was incredible. We had such a great time. It was like we had known each other for 20 years. You know, just immediately there was no weirdness. We had drinks. We were the life of the party at No Neck Tony's down in Stillwater. We got to smoke a joint on the river, just looking at the Mississippi while puffing on a joint with her and my husband. It was an incredible fucking evening. It just really sucked because I had to get up at like 5 a.m. the next morning. So I stopped drinking at 8, you know, got home, tried to get a good night's sleep. Of course, I didn't want to. I wanted to stay out till like midnight, which doesn't happen to me often unless I'm like in L.A. with Jess. So it's been a wild few weeks, you guys. It's been great. This might be the most fun summer I've had in a very long time. Honestly, if ever. I've done so many things. I'm spending a lot of money. I've spent a lot of fucking money this summer that I probably shouldn't, but you know what? Fuck it. Just fuck it. I don't care. We really do just have one life to live, so I want to go see wrestling shows. I want to go see live music. I want to get tattoos. As long as my baby girl is fed and taken care of, like, you know what? I want to have fun too. My rotting wood deck can wait, you know? <laughs> All right, that's enough blabbering from me this episode. Let's get into Hogan Knows Best Season 1, Episode 7, titled Hulk's Hobbies. And this aired on September 4th, 2005. So we open up at the Hogan estate where Hulk is just like tinkering around the house like, Linda, Linda, where's the tuna? Where's my tuna, Linda? And Linda's sitting at the dining room table with a sugar-free Red Bull, makeup to the stars, with a notebook in front of her with Brooke's face on the cover. I love it. This is exactly where I hope I am in 10 more years. Since women are the backbone of every family, Linda has to get up and go to the pantry and find the tuna for Hulk. And Hulk's like, oh, this pantry is just so full of junk, Linda. While Linda's in the kitchen opening these cans of tuna, I clock that it's Kirk Limbrand. The Hogans, they're just like you and I. They shop at Costco. Who would have thunk? Linda mentions that she has not fed Hulk squirrels for the day. And he's like, oh, I can't believe this. And brings a big ol', I'm assuming, Costco jar of peanuts outside and it fills a tray up with them. Why would you feed squirrels? Are you supposed to feed squirrels? No, no. It's like geese, right? You're not supposed to do that. If you go to downtown Minneapolis, honestly, probably any inner city, the squirrels are fucking ginormous and they're not afraid of people because they're just around all the time. So they get hella close to you and they're like the size of house cats. It's fucking incredible. Also, I really shouldn't be that surprised because Tana Lee, who is Nick Hogan's fiance right now, current day, she'll feed any animal. Like, she's got opossums, cats, uh, fucking alligators probably coming up to her back door expecting food on the daily. They're animal lovers. The Hogans are animal lovers, so... 
Anyway, while Terry's outside feeding his squirrels, Linda's saying how uh, apparently Hulk has been driving her fucking nuts because he has no hobbies. He's just at the house all the time, following her around, bugging her. And as she's saying this, Terry comes up behind her and is like, what's taking so long? What's taking so long for you to make the tuna, Linda? And I mean, is there anything fucking worse than your husband being in the kitchen, just being, being there while you're trying to actively clean or cook and they just have nowhere else to be. It's, I get it. It's fucking annoying. It fills me with pure rage. My husband, who I love so much, I love him so much, but for some fucking reason, whenever I'm in there, he just has to be right next to me. And it's like, If there's ever a time I just want you to go fucking watch some TV, go watch Too Fast, Too Furious for the million fucking time on Sci-Fi or USA or TNT, whatever fucking channel it's playing on at this moment, because that movie plays on a goddamn loop, it's now. Go. So now Hulk decides it's time to go bother Brooke and do his outfit check of the day for her, and he sees she's wearing an... Again, she looks amazing. She looks perfectly 2005. She's got like a hot pink, very, very Hollister-esque shirt on that says, kiss me before I change my mind on it. And of course, her classic like low rise bootcut jeans and her blonde hair. So straight, so straight. Sammy sweetheart straight. And her bangs are just fried to an oblivion. Hulk sees what her shirt says, and he's like, "What? how are you going to go wear that in public? And she's like, well, Dad, no one can see it. And it's like, they can see it. But, I mean, it's a silly shirt. I mean, we used to wear shit like this all the time. Do you remember, what was that shit called? Like, Angry Bunny or whatever? No, Happy Bunny. It was like the little white bunny, and it always had a sarcastic comment on that. It kind of reminds me of that. Brooke walks away, muttering under his breath how she should change her clothes, and Brooke's like, well, you should just lay off. Now we get one of my favorite moments every episode, which is Brooke's mirror talks, where she's like in the mirror brushing her long-ass hair and talking to the camera, but not at the same time. You know, my dad gets bored because he's, you know, I guess trying to find his life after wrestling. Think about it. Every single day, your whole life. You're used to beating up a person in the ring, and now it's kind of like she's not doing anything. We get a quick montage of Hulk trying to find things to do around the house. He's like swimming in their pool, chasing one of their cats around, playing with his own Hulk Hogan action figures. And then he sees Nick's about to go for a ride on one of their Vespas, I think they're called. And he wants to go with them. And Nick's kind of like, yeah, dad, I'll just, um, I'm going to be back in like five minutes. And then we'll go together totally for sure. And just goes off into the sunset. No return. Then later, we see Linda walking around in her Sunday's best. She is in a hot pink floral velour tracksuit. And a set of open toe pumps. God, I love her so much. I fucking love Linda Hogan. And she says she's going antiquing and Hulk's like, take me with you. I'm so bored. Take me with you, Linda. Like, I want to go. And she's like, 
Terry, you don't know anything about antiquing. No, no, you don't No, You'll, you'll be bored. You don't want to go. He's like, no, no, you always say I don't come with you to these things. Just take me. And she begrudgingly lets him come. They pull up to the Vintage Antique Emporium Mall, which has a very, like, saloon vibe to it. And Hulk immediately saying how everything looks like shit in there. Everything is junk. And Linda's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's cute. These are all really nice things. They're looking around at knickknacks. And I mean, I'm kind of into this kind of thing. I love thrifting. You can find some of your best fucking clothes thrifting and cds for that matter i don't know if people really do cds anymore but you can find some fucking bangers at a thrift shop so linda's dragging hulk around this antique shop and they stumble across a life-size um like recreation figure of hulk And this mannequin, statue, whatever you want to call it, is full-on, like, 1988 Hulk Hogan. And the mannequin is in the pose where it's halfway through ripping open his shirt. It's a solid fucking mannequin. I mean, I've seen some wax figures, like, from uh, Madame Tussauds or whatever that look much worse than this. So I really want to know what the price tag was on this. I'm gonna guess... Mmm... 700 bucks? I mean, this is in Clearwater. I wonder if there's just, like, an abundance of Hogan shit in Clearwater, other than just, like, at his beach shop and restaurant and shit. But yeah, it's pretty spot on. I'm gonna go ahead and assume, because Hogan knows best. I've said it before, but this is a pretty light-hearted, scripted reality series, at least in the first season. I think it's gonna get darker as we go on here, but I'm sure that they knew that the statue thing was here. So, of course, they break out the old Canon handheld camera and take some video of Hulk with this thing, and Linda makes Hulk take his shirt off and pose with it, and, of course, Hulk looks good with his shirt off. Not gonna lie. And now that they're done with that, Hulk is getting bored, and he wants to leave. He's like, ugh, are all the antique shops like this? And Linda's like, well, Terry, I mean, you just you just don't like this at all. We really gotta find something for you to do. Like, I could stay in here for another hour. There's 9,000 things in here I'd love to take home. So they go to the cash wrap and check out, and they leave with a, like, huge fake shark head. Like, probably three feet tall just the head uh i don't know where they're putting this their beach house maybe and they never mention it but we just get a lot of shots of hulk bringing it out to the car trying to shove it in the back seat and then bringing it inside tana nick if you're listening what happened to the shark head i need to know linda has suggested that i try to do other things but you know, I have to keep sold out Madison Square Garden 56 times in a row. It's kind of hard on a Friday night to go bowling and get a huge rush. It's so interesting. So I'm very early on still into my wrestling fandom era, whatever. But it seems like the collective feeling I've gotten from watching like the A&D A&D A&E wrestling documentaries and shit that wrestlers, especially from Hulk's period of wrestling 
all just they couldn't stand not being able to go out in public and just not being able to like eat dinner or do something with their family because you're on the road a million days out of the year and you're being recognized because you're so famous because wrestling was so big in the 80s and 90s that you'd think at this point with Hulk's kids being teenagers and everything like this would be his time you know his time for Hulk so hearing him be like, oh, after you've sold out Madison Square Garden 56 times, like, it's hard to get that rush again. Like, I get it. But like, wouldn't you just be like, finally, I can fucking relax and do nothing. But I guess there's just some people like that. I am not like that. I am a lazy person. Like, I, if I get to retire, I don't know if that's a thing that's going to happen anymore. But like, I'm dying to do that. Like, please let me have nothing on my fucking schedule. Please give me all the time in the world to rewatch the shows I've watched a million times and talk shit about them for this podcast. My husband, on the other hand, is not that type of personality, which thank God, because we would never get anything done. He is someone that, like, if he gets to retire, I'm going to be worried about him. Like, I'm going to need to keep him fucking busy. He is not someone who can just sit. He he gets bored. He gets, like, idle hands, which, oh my God, fucking idle hands. I'm so excited for Halloween season. But no, I would give him, like, two months before he goes fucking absolutely insane from not working. So then we get a great scene of the kids and Linda hanging out in the like kitchenette area of their house. And Brooke Teeny is sitting at the bar putting on about six layers of lip gloss on. And Nick sits down next to Linda and he's like, Mom, I love dad, but I gotta tell you, he's driving me fucking crazy. Brooke pipes up with, well, I can take him to my Pilates class. And Nick's like, no, dad's never going to do that, Brooke. We got to build dad like a wrestling ring in the backyard to keep him entertained. <laughs> Linda's like, yeah, kids, I know. I, It's just with your dad, if you want him to do anything, you got to tell him that he can't do it. Nick's like, oh, like a challenge. So this is what they're doing. This is their master plan. And Hulk walks into the garage where Nick is hanging out, working on the yellow Supra. And Hulk's like bugging him like, oh, why is that over here? Like, what you doing? And Nick's like, Dad, don't you have anything better to do? Like, shouldn't you go golfing with your fellow retirees? And Hulk's like, is that any way to talk to your dad? And Nick's like, well, I bet I bet you couldn't do it. Like, I would go golfing, but uh, you wouldn't want to go against me. And Hulk's like, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll go golfing. Okay, like, I'll see you out there, brother. I don't see any hair on your chest. So that settles it. They're going golfing. That was really hard. And the editing for this show is all over the fucking place. See, okay, I should have said this in the beginning. This is a very weak season finale. I'm going to say that right now. Like, Hulk's hobbies being the season finale for season one, they should have done the WrestleMania episode as the finale, or truly even the last episode I did, the one where Linda and Hulk go on their date night away and leave the kids home. Like, that would have been a better finale. They, I'm guessing they didn't know if it would come back for a second season at this point, but of course we got two more seasons of this, plus a spinoff. Whatever. The reason I'm saying this is because in the next scene where they call and like set up the golf appointment, Nick's hair looks significantly longer than the previous scene. So it's golf day and nasty boy Brian Knob shows up and he's going to be going golfing with Hulk and Nick. 
And the three of them arrive at the Weston Innisbrook to play. And as they roll in, Hulk is wearing like a bright cherry red adidas get up and when they walk into the gift shop the woman's like oh we gotta get you in some actual golf attire before you go play i guess all they really need is for him to be in a collared shirt why does that fucking matter man the amount of things i see on these shows i have no fucking idea about motocross car shit fucking golfing golf i'm gonna i'm gonna put that at the bottom of the list for all this shit like I come from a golfing family, and I have never had the slightest interest in even giving it a fucking try. It seems so boring. Don't get me wrong, I will get drunk on a golf cart, but that's about it. So when the salesperson says that Hulk needs to put on a collared shirt, they find him one, a white golf shirt, and he immediately cuts off the sleeves, of course, and he's like, well, it's got a collar, right? It's fine. After Hulk gets into the proper golf attire, um, they go outside and meet with Hulk's financial advisor, who is also named Terry, and his 10-year-old son, and they're going to be playing against them. It's going to be Hulk and Terry, so Terry and Terry, versus Nick and Terry's 10-year-old son, and Nasty Boy Knobs will serve as caddy. So they're playing, and Hulk's not doing very well, of course, and this 10-year-old is just blowing him out of the fucking water, and he's talking shit the entire time. This guy, Terry, told this kid, like, yo, I'll take you to Chuck E. Cheese later if you talk mad shit at Hulk Hogan today. At one point, Hulk makes a bet with this kid that whoever golfs the like golfs the lowest um, on the next turn, I'm I'm very good at this. Um, golfs lowest gets the best score on the next turn. Whoever loses has to tee off with their pants down around their ankles, which is a really weird bet for a grown man to make with a ten year old kid. But nonetheless, of course, Hulk loses, so he has to tee off with his Adidas track pants around his ankles. Kind of looks like he was rocking a banana hammock under there. Meanwhile, Nick is doing what Nick does best, and that is pranking Brian Knobs. So he's talking into the Canon handheld camera and is like, I untied the golf clubs from the back of Knobs's golf cart. So when they pull off, they're all just going to fall off. So of course, that's what happens. And Knobs is like, Nick, I'm going to kill you, you son of a bitch. And this begins a whole fucking bumper cars ride between the three of them, Hulk, Nick, and Brian, on these golf carts, and they're full-on, like, running into each other and shit. And eventually, of course, an employee of the golf course rolls up and is like, yeah, we have a problem. Um, You can't be damaging golf carts and holding up other golfers while they're trying to play. That's not the way this works. And they're like, what? So golfing didn't work out. Nick says Hulk just must be too intense for golf. So on to plan B. The next day, Linda and Brooke are going to go play tennis and they want Hulk to join. And Brooke looks fantastic. I can't say it enough. But here she looks exactly like Destiny when Destiny and Jessica won the date with Brett in the Vegas episode of season two, and they go with him golfing. So like big 80s teased ponytails, a green tank top that just says tennis, tennis, tennis on it, and a white frilly miniskirt and some big old chunky green 
like plastic Charlotte Russe earrings to go with the whole look. And Hulk's a little reluctant to go play tennis, but Linda talks him into it. So they head to the Sheraton Sand Key Resort and they meet up with Hulk's friend Bubba, who's going to be playing on Hulk's team. And they get some pointers from a guy named Tennis Dave and they start to play and they're all really good. Hulk takes onto it really quickly, but he immediately is like, where's the bar? So him and Bubba sneak off and they find some beers and Linda walks over and is like, hey, that's not what we're doing right now. This is tennis time with the family. We're not supposed to be drinking. And Hulk chugs that beer and goes and sits down and he and Bubba just continue to watch Linda and Brooke play while they sit back and continue to drink from their silver cans. So tennis was also a bust. The next day or... I don't know, three weeks later, three months later, who fucking knows? Brooke and Linda are going to make one last ditch effort to get Hulk into a hobby they like. So they're going to take him to a Pilates class. So the three of them go and they're, you know, doing all sorts of crazy stretches on the floor, doing this thing where they like cross their legs and roll onto their back, then get themselves back up using just their stomach muscles. Brooke can't stop laughing because Hulk is such a big guy, so it looks pretty hysterical him doing all this, but he seems actually pretty into it. And when the class is over, they ask him what he thought, and he's like, actually, I uh, I really liked it. Like, it helped my back, and I could really tell that it works, so I, I actually would probably do this again. And then Brooke asks Linda what she thought of the class, and Linda's like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't really think I liked it. I mean, I was just rolling around on the dirty floor a lot. And yeah, I don't know. And uh, that's pretty much where the episode ends, guys. Yeah, kind of like I said, kind of a weak season finale for sure. However, I am still very excited to get on to Hogan Knows Best season two. I looked ahead at the episode descriptions, and it looks like season two, which is a a lot longer, it's like double the length of season one. It is similar to season one. The first episode's going to be talking about Brooke's music career again. She actually does get signed. She signs a million dollar record deal. Nick takes a stab at wrestling. It also says he gets his driver's license in season two. Um, Was that motherfucker not driving already? I feel like Nick Hogan's been driving since he was, like, seven. And Hulk's like, as long as the car is either red or yellow, I'm good with it, brother. But yeah, I think that's all I got for you guys. I'm looking forward to getting back into surreal life. I'm looking forward to doing it all. Just all of it. I should definitely reach out and see if Nick and Tana will come on for a season two episode of Hogan Knows Best. I want it to be a Nick-heavy episode, so I'll probably just let them pick whichever one they want to do. Um, Also, happy belated birthday to Linda Hogan. Her birthday's this week. I hope all of you enjoy the last couple weeks of summer. I am so fucking ready for fall. I am over summer. Bring on the spooky season. If you guys have two minutes of free time, I would love it if you guys left me a review on either Apple Podcasts, Audible, wherever, wherever you guys want to. I love reading the reviews. I want to make sure you guys are enjoying what I'm doing here. I'm having a great time, but I want to make sure you guys are too. So please let me know if there's anything else you want to hear and yeah, we'll do it. Why not? You guys can find me on Instagram at SurrealityPod, and you can always send hate mail to SurrealityPod at gmail.com. Are you kidding me?